the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. A lot of big headlines out there today. Google's earnings disappoint. Microsoft's earnings impress. Microsoft spent the first couple minutes of their conference call after their earnings report talking about AI, AI this, AI that, AI product, AI, AI, AI. Google saw a disappointment in revenue tied towards cloud services. They refer to it as it's consolidating costs by customers, i.e. maybe booking longer-term subscriptions, uh, getting three products for the price of two, figuring out... Snap returns revenue growth after two quarters of declining sales. Just not interested. I want to go back to that thing that we talked about earlier this week. Pretend you have 20 punches on a punch card. Maybe not 20, but how many stocks do you really, really want to own in your lifetime? Tesla's confirming that there's probes and executive perks and related party deals. Interesting. Tesla's Musk warns of Cybertruck challenges. These are all the headlines that are out there and, uh, I, I think it's good to, to take a look at headlines. If you're going to look at headlines, take a look at the Wall Street Journal or uh, the New York Times. I find most other newspapers, they're just not. Those are the two ones to go to. Barron's, I think, is also really good for weekend reads. Although they do a nice job online digital. Of course, the stuff costs money, but I think it's worth it if your long-term goal is to retire with wealth. If your long-term goal is to live off Social Security, you probably don't need these. Oh, boy. Let's see what else we have today. Oh, Meta. Meta's going to report numbers tonight, uh, also known as Facebook. Son came up to me yesterday and said, uh, I'd really like to get the Quest Pro, the virtual reality headset. And I'm like, you really want to buy a product from Facebook? You really want to support Mark Zuckerberg? And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll talk about Christmas, okay? And uh, that one just hurts a little bit. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I'm being such a snot there, but I am. NASDAQ. Um, and again, I just think it's easy to hate our heroes. And it's easy to turn against our heroes. And it's easy to, it's very, very easy. I've driven by him weirdly like three or four times in the car. In the car and uh, he doesn't like move his eyes. It's, it's just, it's one of those things that's odd. He doesn't look happy. He looks like he always has tooth pains. NASDAQ up nine-tenths of 1%. S&P 500 up seven-tenths of 1% yesterday. The Dow up six-tenths of 1%. Ten-year treasury under 5%. I can't believe we're saying that. 4.82. Is it done rising? Can it get above five? I think it's done rising unless the Fed raises interest rates, right? It's doing a lot of the work right now for the Federal Reserve. Uh, Bitcoin's back to 33,674. Spotify was up 10% yesterday. One of the themes that we talk about on the show is TAM, total addressable market. Why would you want to own 
um, I don't even know what's what's the third or fourth place class music service. When you can own number one or number two, you either get Spotify or you get Apple. Google Music, Amazon Music. I've not heard anyone clamoring about them. Just throwing that down there for you. Um, and I think Spotify's got the most innovation going on right now. I think that's worthy of note. They're doing audiobooks. They've done uh, podcasts. And I, I like what they're doing. And again, my son, I was like, we have Apple Music. You don't need Spotify. And he goes, come on, Dad. And it's because all the kids use Spotify. And I think that's important. If Facebook customer support isn't responding to your repeated complaints about local buy nothing group beef, it's because they're a little preoccupied. Meta's Facebook parent company was slapped with lawsuits from a bipartisan group of 42 state attorneys yesterday, alleging that the social media giant knowingly harmed teens and kids. A majority of states, including Colorado, South Carolina, and Minnesota, filed a lawsuit. Attorney generals of the District of Columbia, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and five other states filed separate but similar lawsuits. Meta's disappointed. Constant scrolling on apps like Instagram could hurt your young people's uh, mental health. Meta revealed that teen girls felt Instagram was damaging their body image in May. The U.S. Surgeon General issued a public advisory. Though teens are undoubtedly facing a rising mental health crisis, experts are still divided on the relationship between social media and well-being. We'll watch this one. That one doesn't have Monopoly written all over it. That one has um, teenagers and age gating. I, I, I would be okay with age gating. I know you're saying, man, you're turning into like a hippie or something. I My kids spend a lot of time on social media. Uh, when we have our nights together, like with no social media, they're wonderful, but they spend a lot of times away from me. Anyhow, let's move forward. Um, let's see, what are the big stories of the day? Microsoft shares are rising. Alphabet star shares are falling. Snaps. There are a few other big earnings to look out for. The outlook from Chipmaker Texas Instruments disappointed. Snapchat owner Snap returned to sales growth in the third quarter. A caution on digital advertising outlook. Visa's profit outpaced estimates and it announced a new $25 billion buyback plan. I own Visa. There is some news uh, in front of the government that there's a bipartisan bill being sponsored. That would make all swipes of your credit card um, open competition. And that could kill reward points. So if you have airline points, those could go away. So typically the retailer is paying for your airline points or you're paying for them with higher prices. So the 2 to 3% that Visa and MasterCard get our government wants to put in a third-party competitor that is cheaper. Interesting, right? That could be a real, real hit to the business models of Visa and MasterCard, turning them into financially strong companies, just not as growthy as they have been in the past. 
Uh, Chinese authorities made a series of policy moves to boost sentiment on their economy, with President Xi signaling that a slowdown in growth and lingering deflationary risks won't be tolerated. That's good news for our stock market. It's bad news for debt around the world. Results tonight, uh, results today from Hilton Worldwide and Boeing. Those have come out. We'll get to those as we can. GM sputters through their latest earnings report and have taken guidance out. It's third quarter's earnings report. The legacy car maker announced a smidge of good news encased in a truck ton of bad news. It's Kiss's farewell tour, and they will not be playing the song Detroit Flop City. General Motors is. GM generated about $3.1 billion profit in the quarter. The bad news is that includes the good news. Due to the strike that's in place, the UAW strike, which began September 15th, at that period of the quarter, it had only been about two weeks, and it had an $800 million in pre-tax uh, loss in earnings. Two hundred million a week in lost vehicle production. Um, the strike's not good for GM or Ford, and, and I think they lose either way. I do not like those stocks. I'm not going to short anything because Lord knows we bought Pet Rock in the 1970s. The United States did. Big event coming up Saturday morning, ten to noon. Your last chance to get in on it. Um, sign up at Rob Black Show. It's the seven tests of retirement readiness with CFP Chad Burton at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Foster City. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's this Saturday, 10 to noon. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Big event coming up this weekend, seven tests of retirement readiness. I'm proud to offer these to you. And they're good events. They're ways that we contact each other and connect. And I think that's important for our financial community. I think it's it's smart that we talk to each other. I'm going to lunch with someone who asked me to afterwards. And um, it's kind of fun for me because that human connection is something I still feel I'm missing. But if you want a human connect, come on out. Saturday, 10 to noon, Foster City, Crown Plaza, October 28th, CFP Chad Burton. We'll be doing the seven tests of retirement readiness and happiness. I'll go over what a certified financial planner is to my family and all the services that we use. I think it's um, something that a lot of people don't know about and how valuable it can be to doubling your wealth in your lifetime. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. It's robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Another person I'm going to be bringing to the event is Tony Mendez. He is my mortgage lender. Uh, you may ask why I don't have a real estate agent on the show. It's because, to me, the lender is the more important part of the transaction. When it comes to finding your agent, I want you to find someone in your neighborhood. 
um, that's been there for 10, 20, 30 years, that maybe they grew up there. That's uh, Julie Geyer was my agent in San Carlos, and she was fantastic. But I used a different agent in Marin because she didn't grow up in Marin. You get the idea. Tony, how are you doing today? Good. Good morning. So you'll be at the event. You're a mortgage lender. You're doing loans pretty much all all year round. And it's surprising to me because the 30-year mortgage is high as it is. Um, I got a request from one of those seminar attendees that he said he's thinking about going from his 30-year to a 40-year mortgage. And I was like, well, why don't you think about a five-year arm or something else other than extending the term, maybe going shorter and paying less? What do you think about 40-year mortgages? Have you ever done one? Um, we have. And, and for the record, we're a broker. Um, okay. Let's make sure that uh, – and, and the reason why people come to brokers is because we work with many lenders. Got it. So, i.e., we end up being like your lender. Um, 40-year products are not your, um, as popular as you might because in order to get a 40-year mortgage, you have to either get a loan modification or you have to go to a non-QM product. A non-QM stands for non-qualified mortgage. So you're breaking away from your standard Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac or FHA, VA, USDA loans. So it's not as popular as you might think. Um, what happened with this person, they probably saw an ad for it. And it was probably a little misleading or it was more of a hook to get him interested in, a, you know, another one of the products that this, you know, lender may be offering. So they're not as popular because they, um, and a lot of them come with interest only. And the interest only part doesn't matter what your term is. It just matters what your rate is. So not the most popular product. Okay. Um, that's fair. How about I saw a headline flash today through the morning news. Let's see if I can grab it real quick. No, Travis Kelsey said he was damn near dead broke during his rookie year because he bought a lot of model service. You don't want to comment on that. How about adjustable rate mortgage demand hits highest level in nearly a year? Interest rates continue to climb. 30-year fixed through this quote is 7.9% right now in the United States for a mortgage of $726,000 or $200 or less. What do you think about adjustable rate mortgages? They serve their purpose. They're short, shorter term, obviously, for that fixed period. For example, a five-year arm is not a five-year term. It's five-year fixed, amortized for 30 years. And you can sometimes get a lower rate. The And, and that's what's attractive. You're, you're basically saying, I want a lower rate for five years, fixed. And when that five years is over, we hope rates are lower and I can refinance out of it or refinance you know, somewhere within that five years so that you can continue staying in a fixed um, rate. For example, if you're in an arm right now, your rates are really high, and that's what you're trying to avoid. So they're a little riskier, but we do see people on occasion come in and use an arm when, when fixed rates are higher. Okay. Anything else that we need to know while I got you online today? Well, you know, there's a lot of different products out there that people aren't aware of. Um, we're still doing refinances and purchases, the, especially with investors. We're using these things, new products called the DSCR. It's a debt service cover ratio loan um, for investors. If you have a property that you just are having problems, um, you need some cash out or something's wrong with your income, you can use the property's income to qualify you. And then the bank statement loans have been very popular for self-employed. That kind of replaced the stated income loan. So those are two other what they call non-qualified mortgage loans. But again, that part of the market is growing very fast because of the flexibility in the guidelines. 
It's called DSCR. I've never heard of this. It's something your industry knows about. It's a service that you're able to offer, but it's called DSCR. It means debt service cover ratio. Uh, you sent me some notes that you're doing one in L.A. right now on a eight-unit building, and this is where rents cover the housing expense. Pretty easy to qualify for. Um, how big is a, a loan that someone's seeking for an eight-unit building, Tony? Uh, the property value is about 2.4, and they're, they're going to go to 65% cash out. So they built this property back in 1978 and have owned it since then, paid it off, and now they're trying to buy some more investment property. Uh, they, they found a builder that kind of went belly up, and they bought eight condos, and they, they need to rent, finish the condos, so they're going to leverage that and then buy, sell off the condos one by one to pay back this loan to keep this house free and clear, or the eight-unit free and clear eventually. But just what inv- this is what investors do. They find opportunities. Sounds good. If you need a reverse mortgage... Tony can do it. If you need a DSCR mortgage, Tony can do it. Just worry at mortgages, 30-year mortgages. He can talk mortgages and lending with you. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. When's your radio show? Is it today or is it tomorrow? Today at 2 p.m. On this very here channel, uh, KDOW.biz. You can stream it if you want to hear it. It's KDOW.biz, and it's Pacific time for those of you listening outside of the market. He's got an interesting co-host. Also, he works with Gordon Hines, who I think is really kind of a a suave and smart kind of lender. I enjoy speaking with him. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. You can find Tony at bayarealonesource.com. Apple is raising the price of Apple TV Plus to $9.99 a month. I rather enjoy Apple TV Plus. If I had to pick a service, I think I'm going to go with Netflix. But my second choice would be Apple. And since I already have my phone backed up with Apple and my kids' phones backed up with Apple, um, it's part of that big package that they bundle everything together. So I guess I'm going to see a big fee increase there, too. Um, So Apple TV Plus raising the price. I'm going to take a quick look to see if that's moving the stock, because it might be. that's just one of those silly breaking news stories that I'm like, I just I just want to see for me. You know that I own shares of Apple. I still throw that out on occasion. Um, ooh, a lot of red today. Microsoft's up 11 bucks. Visa's up one. And everything else I see, down. Um, Apple's down two bucks. So what is the headlines there? Dow's, NASDAQ's down 200, down 1.5%. The Russell's down 1.5%. The Dow's down four tenths of a percent. Coming up, we're going to have Patrick O'Hare talking about what's going on in these markets. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. I want to get straight into it. It's earnings season, which is kind of my favorite time of the year. It's kind of like the Super Bowl. It happens four times a year. It runs for about three weeks in my head, probably about four weeks in other people's heads. Maybe you only like this week with the big tech companies. To me, it's the game show element of how did you do in the last 90 days? Will the real people please stand up and will the pretenders please sit down? Um, Patrick, do you have the same kind of, like, I don't know, teenage feeling of, of, of glee when it comes to earnings season or is that just me? 
Um, well, as we're doing all the reporting of it and uh, checking all the numbers, I wouldn't call it a gleeful <laughs> type of experience. It's uh, it's very involved and taxing, um, but necessary. Uh, and uh, and this, you're right. It's something you know we repeat every quarter here, and it does stretch you know three to four weeks. Uh, so we're kind of almost in the middle stages of that now. Or I think we have about a hundred and. 60 or so S&P 500 companies reporting that will have reported this week. So covering about uh, almost, yeah, right about 50% of the S&P 500. So, um, and, and of course with every earnings season, you know, you see some good ones and you see some bad ones and then you see some, you know, reactions, of course, that uh, might not make sense to some people. Just a pure plug and endorsement here yesterday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. I blew off everything that I was doing. I was like, I got to get to briefing.com to see how uh, Microsoft and Google do, because that's going to be a big story tomorrow. And you have called in play that it slowly creeps the news as you're reporting it. And yes, you're right. I'm wrong. It takes you fact checking where I assume it's been fact checking. I enjoy it while you're doing the hard work. Um, Fantastic service. The in play behind what you do is my favorite thing at briefing.com. But let's go to you. um, Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so there's so much at your website, and I wish I could highlight more of it, like the economic calendars. Um, Some of it just won't translate terribly well into radio and podcasting and television, but it is really a thorough service. Um, Like one of the pieces breaking news right now is Apple increasing price to Apple TV Plus to $9.99 a month, according to CNBC. So you're monitoring the sources and reporting on them, and I love it. Um, Let's talk about the stock market. 5% handle was kind of teased with on the 10-year treasury. Um, I was talking with a financial planner, and he's like, oh, let's see how the market handles that. What were your thoughts when the 10-year treasury continued to creep higher? Well, honestly, you know, I wasn't terribly surprised. Um, You know, I think in our last conversation, I I suggested they almost had a magnetic pull even to that 5% handle. Um, So you just kind of have things trending and just the narrative in the market. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, we hit 5%, went a little bit above it. Uh, 502, I think, was the high. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that's on the market's mind, though, as to, you know, why rates are moving up the way that they're moving up. It's, it's not, and I think you probably have talked about this before in your show, Rob. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily the level of rates. Uh, it's the pace of change that has been the destabilizing factor for the market. Um, you know, when you move as quickly as we did, not only on the Fed funds rate, but on market rates and the 10 year note yield, of course. Just leaves everyone feeling very anxious about um, you know where things ultimately end, and when you layer on top of that the worries about the growing budget deficit, uh, the supply that's coming in to fund that deficit, and then the uh, potential and seeming withdrawal of some large buyers, uh, you know like China, Japan, and and even the Fed, um, you know you can let your mind get away from you and think that rates will certainly move higher. Um, we saw that arrested somewhat. This, earlier this week, Bill Ackman came out and said he had covered his shorts. He just thinks there's too much risk out in the market to be short bonds. You know, we, we get the viewpoint, but um, I suppose we cannot underestimate this uh, faceless force of bond vigilantes out there and the worries about the structural budget deficit. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. Um, I was just reading some of the notes on briefing.com about Google, and it, it kind of has the same feel to it that there's two sides to the argument. You know, Google's had a lot of good operational success. They've got the AI thing going on. They've got the right position in search, but there's regulation. What do you think about that um, 
phrase that there's no right answers in economics. There's just compromises. Uh, I think it does cover uh, a lot of truths in the stock market for me. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly no uh, accurate answers in economic forecasting, <laughs> and so you kind of you, you know you go with you go with that flow. Um, you know, uh, it's it's no mystery to the market that uh, you know the Fed that's saying they're data dependent has been you know woefully wrong with its forecasts, and J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon you know called them out for that uh, earlier this week too. Um, so, you know, it, it, and that's where kind of where, why it's difficult right now for, for the stock market uh, and the treasury market. You're, you're getting some mixed messages. Um, you know, you hear on one hand that the consumer is weakening, and then you hear from, say, Visa, you know, after the close yesterday, say, yeah, we're not really seeing any, you know, signs of real consumer slowing. Um, and that's a big admission, you know, when we know that consumer spending makes up about 70% of our economy. Um, so it's very challenging to dig through all of the data here. Uh, and another example, you know, we had initial jobs claims, um, you know, at their um, lowest level since January last week. And at the same time, we had existing home sales at their lowest uh, rate uh, since October 2010. So we're in an interesting spot here where you've got some pockets of the economy that are clearly being affected by the, the higher interest rate environment, other pockets that are seemingly just cruising right along. Um, and that, of course, then adds to the element of uncertainty as it relates to uh, the Fed policy and, you know, when or if they're ultimately going to uh, shift to any type of rate cut cycle. What else are you working on um, today and in the near term future? Um, quoting some of your um, in place today, or your page one, excuse me, you talked about Boeing uh, coming up short of analyst expectations. Uh, I guess tonight we're going to get Meta and other big companies to, uh, reporting earnings. Uh, what's keeping you occupied other than the earnings season? Oh, the speaker. <laughs> I, can, I see that, too. Yeah, well, um, you know, we have... Um you know, a lot going on, obviously, in the treasury market. Um, you know, one of the things we've been reading about is the potential for the, the Bank of Japan to, uh, you know, tweak its yield curve control policy yet again, you know, maybe letting the, the cap on that 10-year Japanese government bond go go a bit higher. Um, and we think that that's, a, you know, that's another uh, negative factor for the treasury market, um, you know, because the interest rate differential trade has been so significant for so long. Uh, that there's been a real benefit for, you know, Japanese buyers to come into our market uh, and get yield here. Uh, and the more that their, you know, uh, sovereign market can uh, uh, can give them some return, the, the more incentive there is just to stay at home. And so, again, you lose a little bit of that influence from the Japanese buyer that's, and that's been helpful in holding rates down. And so that's, a, that's something I'm looking into and will probably be working on as another uh, column. But uh, otherwise, yeah, we're just kind of consumed with the earnings reporting going on this week, obviously. And then there's some key economic data right on the horizon. We have the advanced Q3 GDP report tomorrow. Uh, and then that September personal income and spending report on Friday, which contains the PCE price index, which is, of course, the Fed's uh, What camp are you in uh, as far as the next six months? When we're talking yeah. about, it feels like the consumer's slowing. It, it shows the numbers that I'm reading in briefing. It looks like the consumer's slowing. And what you're talking about, the spending from the consumer comes out on Friday. Um, are you leaning towards soft landing, hard landing, uh, wait and see, recession, no recession? Yeah. 
Well, you know, I would have to say that, you know, we're worried more about a potential hard landing, uh, given the lag effect of the rate hikes, given the elevated nature of market rates here. Um, you know, there's a lot of potential pressures out there on the, on the consumer, but, you know, I'd say that with the caveat of knowing the labor market is still pretty darn solid. Um, and until that cracks, so to speak, uh, we you know, think you are going to see some um, some continued strength here in the economy. So um, the uh, you know, but the Fed seems intent on wanting to see below potential growth to help get inflation under control. Uh, and I think it's going to be leaning on interest rates to make that happen. Um, and so if you get that uh, demand drop off, you will see that crack in the labor market. And if that picks up steam, then you, you can eventually see it see a hard landing. But uh, but to be fair, the, the data thus far does not support that that conclusion. It is more of a sense of that there would be a soft landing. But that's that's our fear. That's our, our risk out there that, uh, you know, that it could turn into something worse, given uh, some historical precedent of, you know, the Fed's aggressive tightening cycles. As always, thanks for coming on. Briefing.com is a reliable source of domestic and international news. Um, earning season gets me a little wound up, so those are probably my weakest questions for him ever. Um, I just like earnings season. And Briefing.com does a wonderful job of reporting the news as it breaks, um, whether it's maybe terrorist activity or whether it's the stock market and the economy, whether it's the Speaker of the House. Patrick O'Hara is a big brain, and he's able to cover multiple topics, and uh, I, I appreciate it. My day every day with his page one, and I end my week financially um, every week right around 1 o'clock Pacific as he publishes the big picture column for Briefing. Learn more at Briefing.com. That's Briefing.com. This interview featured on The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. I think this is a fair story. Travis Kelsey says he was near dead broke in his rookie year. He got paid at the beginning of the year. Um, contract worth $3.1 million and $703,000 in the signing bonus. How, do you, how does that happen? He said he bought a $10,000 pair of Nike Air Mag Marty McFly's. Dumbest thing he said he bought in his rookie season was bottles in the club. Those can cost thousands of dollars for VIP service. He got to the point where he is avoiding the rent lady. He's no longer broke. Following a five-year, $46 million extension, he signed another deal worth just over $57 million. He makes about $3 million a year doing commercial. I bring this up because coming out of college, I was damn near broke. And I think we've all been there. It's things that we regret buying. I asked my producer this morning, Jason, I said, would you own a Meta with the, the, the headset they have, the Quest 3? And he goes, nah, I'm more of an Apple guy. Um, and the Apple one's going to be $3,500. <laughs> this one's roughly $500. Um, after throwing in taxes and everything, but I get it. You have to prioritize what you want in life. And um, even rookie football players, usually I do the stories about the players who are broke years after they leave the NFL. And that could be NBA players as well. Um, you get into a lifestyle, you know, you buy a $30 million house and then you have to pay property taxes on a $30 million house when the paychecks are no longer coming in. Uh, you go broke. It's just fact jack, so to speak. Try to learn from everything that you see out there. Um, there's a RSV 
vaccine from GlaxoSmithKline. It's really for people 60 and older. But preliminary trial tests suggest that GlaxoSmithKline's shot could help protect a population that's wider, including those 50 to 59. Doesn't seem to stop the spread of RSV, which hospitalizes and kills uh, the elderly and the elderly Americans each year. I threw that down there because there's some really good companies out there that write things with their medicines. Apple raised the price of Apple TV to $9.99 a month. They're also including the Apple One bundle package is going up. Apple Arcade's going up. News Plus is going up. They have earnings tomorrow. They have to hit a whole... No, no, I'm sorry. They don't have earnings tomorrow. They have earnings later in the earnings season. And uh, a lot of eyes are going to be priced uh, looked at them. Companies like Microsoft and Apple tend to hang out with a PE right now of 30, when historically they have PEs about 20 to 25. So they're kind of priced for protect uh, perfection. There's little margin for error. You could see that with Google. Uh, today, they're slipping aggressively, whereas uh, Wall Street really liked Microsoft saying the word AI 40 times in the first 20 minutes. So I will bring you up to date on Apple after their earnings report, um, as I tend to do. This is the last week that we're going to be talking about the seminar for the year, which feels pretty good. Uh, we might do a webinar, and we're probably going to do a pints portfolio, but that takes a lot less hype, if you know what I mean. Uh, Deutsche Bank recently lowered its price target on Apple to $200 a share from 210 they said they expect the company's results to largely be in line with Wall Street expectations. So a lot watching on that. If you take out the big seven this year, the magnificent seven, as they're called, the companies like Meta, companies like Alphabet, Tesla, Apple, um, Amazon. If you take those guys out, the S&P 500 is having a bad year. That would be two years in a row. CFP Chad Burton talked about that a little bit yesterday on the interview. And like my 401k is not doing great except for the part that's located in the S&P 500 or some of the dedicated tech funds that I might have. But other than that, everything's pretty blah. There was a commercial for MTV in the 1980s when it first started. And uh, commercial was blah, blah, tell a blah. And I, I could say that very true statement about stock market right now. It feels like it's blah, blah. Market blah. Uh, the 10-year treasury is freaking people out because it moved up so quickly. When you hear Bill Ackman, ex he's basically saying something's broken here. And there's bad things happening in the world like Israel and Palestinians or Hamas is probably the better way of saying that. That should be sending people into safe vehicles like bonds. For some reason, the price action's not showing us that. When Putin invaded Ukraine, the bonds did the right thing. They went lower. Something's weird right now, and that's got people a little spooked. There's mixed reaction to earnings for Microsoft and Alphabet today. They're selling into yesterday's rebound effort. The S&P 500 is playing with the 4,200 level. If we're going to start at end of the year rally, it's going to be off 4,200. There's relative weakness in mega cap stocks today, and all eyes are on the treasury. Uh, 
that's not lost on me. So taking a look at the markets, it started off bad and it's sliding a little bit worse. The S&P 500 is down 33, down eight tenths of a percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down, oh, it's making a comeback. It's almost break even. And the NASDAQ kind of slogging lower, down 197 points, down 1.5%. The Russell 2000 is lower, oil's lower. This is showing you like weakness in the world today. 10-year treasury is at 4.9%. Bitcoin's at 34,724. Uh, working. I like uh, looking at assets as are they working or are they not working? And I would say Bitcoin's doing exactly what it should be doing. Um with what it sees in the stock market and the oil market and inflation, this should be a good time for it to shine. And it's shining after not shining for the first seven, eight months of the year. It has picked up speed in the month of October. Will the GOP pick the next speaker? That's something that has to get resolved really quickly here. Or we're talking about the markets getting more and more stressed. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. Um, you can sign up for the event this Saturday, the 28th, just three days away from 10 to noon, Crown Plaza, Foster City, the seven tests of retirement readiness. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.